The la- <laughs> the greatest Pentecostal scholar in the world just died. He also happened to be the only Pentecostal <laughs> scholar in the world. Pentecostals are now. <laughs> he was both the best you, and completely worst without any help scholar. and hope. Fair. <laughs> Run for the hills, Pentecostals. No, no, no. Paula White, Paula White will be taking the his reformers. Place. <laughs> the reformed scholars are Paul coming White. for you with guns. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the, the reformed scholars are like, "We're going DefCon Four on the Pentecost." Welcome to podcast. What is it, number eight? Episode eight. Yeah, eight. great. Episode, episode eight. eight. Before we start, I need to show you guys some some toys that I brought today. Oh, oh. okay. Let's get Michael to watch out in the other room. There's no bullets in here. Okay, I did do safe uh, training. Bought this in California. Didn't they teach you not to dry fire your gun? I didn't dry fire it. <laughs> now I did. Uh, so I keep that with me. And then I got this is a, a newest little edition. Got this at a flea market in Kentucky for 20 bucks. These are brass knuckles, right? Just mm. are they legal in Kentucky? The horse is prepared for battle, but safety's of the Lord. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think they're illegal everywhere, actually. So how did you get it at a flea market then? Who's selling brass so, knuckles at a flea market? It's America, dude. Are you going to get in trouble for Sheesh. having don't, those? No, I'm not. Those are fake, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah, yeah. they're plastic. They're yep. plastic. Yeah, I felt um, So, okay, quick ground rules. Um, number one, uh, no one can talk for more than a minute at a time. Yep. What, what's the next one? Uh, Everett, help me. No touching of the hair and face. Of yep. God. Yep. Of course. Of course. Uh, oh, no personal relationships, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just no mentioning of personal relationships. Unless you bring it up your own. Unless you bring it up your own. Yeah. Don't talk about your girls. Yep. Or guys. My body count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, one person's views don't necessarily represent the views of everyone in the group. Correct. So if Gabriel starts talking about basically anything, feminism mainly, <laughs> it does not represent my view. Okay. All right. So uh, it's been a crazy week. It's been a really crazy week. Yep. There's a lot happening in the culture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, North Korea's firing missiles. <laughs> Joe Biden just told him if you do it again, we're going to slap your hands. Joe Byron's. Joe Byron's. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, uh, Elon gets Twitter tomorrow. Yes. Elon gets yep, Twitter tomorrow. Yep. That was so cool watching him. Did you see the video of him <clears throat> with the sink? Yeah. He's walking into the, <laughs> the Twitter headquarters with a sink. Yo, did yeah, you true. see oh. his? Did you see the list of demands? That yes. The Twitter staff, I saw this too. Yeah, yeah. No, what is it? <clears throat> I didn't see it. It's genius. We demand leadership to respect the platform and the workers who maintain it by committing to preser- preserving the current headcount. There's problems right there. <laughs> right. Meaning can't get rid of bots. No, I think they're talking about the workforce, aren't they? Oh, maybe. Okay. Uh, because we Elon, demand- Elon was going to fire like, what, like 2,500 people or something yeah, like yeah, that? He said, he said he wasn't going to do that today. We demand oh, okay. that leadership does not discriminate against workers on the basis of their race, he's gender, gonna, disability. He, he's not going to fire them all at once. Yeah. <laughs> One at a time. Sex, sexual orientation or yeah. political beliefs. We also demand safety for workers on visas who will be forced to leave the country they work for, they work in if they're laid off. Oh. Right. Uh, we demand Elon Musk, explicit, uh, Musk it's explicitly commit to preserve our benefits, both those listed in the merger agreement and not 
Uh, we demand leadership to establish the ensure fair severance policies for all workers before and after any change in ownership. We demand transparent, prompt, and thoughtful communication around our working conditions. We demand to be treated with dignity and not treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> a game. <laughs> That's funny. As if it wasn't before. Right. Right. Yeah. Ex- yeah. It's only a game played by billionaires because Elon. Signed, blue-haired people. <laughs> Signed, the purple people. <laughs> My name is Greg Heham, and I'm representing the staff here, the blue people. <laughs> they're called the Smurfs. Now they just call themselves the Smurfs. This is Papa Smurf, he, him. This is Sister Sir, Smurf, Sign she, her. Non, non-binary. <laughs> 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 There's going to be a South Park episode. And we're all wearing diapers. Because <laughs> we're the Smurfs. Um, Chris, did you have any thoughts? About? Uh, just about anything. Yeah, uh, about- Gordon Fee. Huh? Gordon Fee is dead. Uh, okay, so we have another segment. Gordon Fee is now in purgatory, paying for his egalitarian heresy. <laughs> he now... <laughs> Now that he's with Jesus, he assuming kn- he's with, yeah, he assuming he's a Christian, knows that he's. If wrong. he's not a Christian, he's in hell being tortured by the egalitarian heresy <laughs> demon. <laughs> Gordon Fee's uh, commentary on Corinthians is fantastic. Fantastic, he can't get around that one. No. The cessationist, that's the that's the wall in the road. But he's gone off somewhere else. Is that what you guys are saying? Well, how can his how can his commentary on First Corinthians be fantastic when? He's an egalitarian and reading into the text of chapter 11, you know. And the last half of of 14. And yeah, and and, and verse 32 and 33 in in chapter 14. It's like, that's not fantastic. That's not fantastic at all. That's heresy. And that's that's eisegesis. His work on 1 Corinthians 12. Um and First Corinthians thirteen. Okay, that's it fair. Is a, it and is the a, first half of First Corinthians that's fair. fourteen. It's is a continuationist bastion to give it to the yeah. reformers who have a problem with. He's he's the best. Gifts. Yeah, I think he was the best Pentecostal academic that they've created so far. Are we going to get him on flames? Obviously, besides, he's dead. He's dead. He died. We're talking about a dead man. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, he's not coming. I mean, this is a good Halloween, you know, podcast right here. We're talking about dead people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We see That's dead too people. Spooky. But we use we 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 love Gordon Fee. We, we, and we do. Him. May he rest in peace. We use his May book. I didn't realize. We you didn't his, say he died. I didn't. I had we no use clue. His, we use his book for Hermeneutics One. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now he's dead, and he knows I, I Had to read the Bible for all it's worth. It's a fantastic book. Very good. I highly recommend. How it. old was he Man. when he died? We croaked. I don't oh, know. He was but, old, dude. I don't know, but you can find some of his old stuff when he was young teaching missions overseas on 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 uh, YouTube, and it's fantastic. It's awesome. It's cool. really an example for Pentecostals to like. Beep up their scholarship. Where did he live? I've never seen last. The la- <laughs> the greatest Pentecostal scholar in the world just died. He also happened to be the only <laughs> Pentecostal scholar in the world. Pentecostals are now. <laughs> he was both the best you, and completely worst without any help scholar. and hope. Fair. <laughs> Run for the hills, Pentecostals. No, no, no. Paula White, Paula White will be taking the his reformers. Place. <laughs> the reformed scholars are Paul coming White. for you with guns. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the, the reformed scholars are like, "We're going DefCon four on the Pentecostal." 
Paul. <laughs> Paul, I'm the Pentecostal people. Paula White is actually she's she's actually she is she's a scholar. She's, she's been coming. formerly set she, in. <laughs> she's been, for, she's been place. set in as yeah, the yeah. replacement for Gordon Fee. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh Pretty wow, good. that's good. Well, um, uh, Ukraine and Russia are still battling. Ukraine, yeah. Yes. I'll note it this week in culture. So there's we still a pro- so so the, so the U.S. still has a proxy war going on and <laughs> against Russia. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, Joe Biden's hand is still up uh, Ukraine's butt, uh, moving it, <laughs> moving the mouth. We hate Russia. We're gonna kill Russia. The, the 101st Airborne, the 101st Airborne has been uh, placed on the border of Romania. Yeah, <laughs> first time they've been activated since World War II. Jeez, wow. Yeah, absolutely a proxy war. For certain, yeah. Russia's, Russia's, Russia's trying to claim that Ukraine's going to create a, a, a nuclear dirty bomb and basically nuke themselves in order to say that Russia's been nuked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the antics, oh man. God. The antics over Jeez. there is and, crazy. And um, midterm elections are fast. CN- oh, and CNN oh, yeah, keeps on CNN keeps pumping it. Like I read CNN yesterday, and they're like, "We got to keep." Fighting Russia, it's like we gotta escalate the hell out of this thing. Totally. It's like <laughs> if anything, I've, if it, it, think think about everything that's happened with COVID the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy thing is, like, it was CNN and others like them that were they kept on saying, you know, it, you have to get this vaccine. If you don't get the vaccine, like, you know, you don't love people, and the, you know, get the vaccine, it'll stop transmissions. Right. Right. They're pumping that medical stuff. information. Totally. And they escalated like so every single country that like really bought into this and like shut down their economies. They are so screwed right now. Right. And the multi, like media is part of the reason why we we got into this situation. Right. Because they kept on spouting the lies, mm-hmm. creating the fear. That's what they love to do. They just create fear. Create, Even create. social media, yeah. not just CNN. Totally. And the media is if it, they are escalating this proxy war. A thousand percent. Right. They are. It's, 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 if, if knowledge is power. Totally. Did you see ALC? ALC? She's like having like a little, like, get together for her constituents, um, in New York. Is she up for re election? I think, I don't know. But her constituents, like, they, they all showed up to her, like, town hall and they were like freaking out about, about the nuclear war. They're like, we voted for you and you keep on pumping nuclear war and, it is crazy. She has to be. She's a congresswoman. She's that's two years. Every two years, are re up. They're up again. Jeez. So midterm, she's probably up. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. You. It used to be that the the um, neocons were the war hawks, and they still they still are. But now the left has embraced, you know, uh, proxy wars, foreign wars, and um, they've embraced globalism. It's because they've been in, embraced globalism, yeah. And that's one thing I think the neocons and, and the left have in common, really. True. So there you have it. So there's and then is, what is, are, news? is there is there a punchline to this joke? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it seems to come up every it's week. Just, this is just everything that's happening right now. It's just <laughs> everything, everything that's um, happening. Right James now. Corden. James Corden was uh, uh, he was angry at Balthazar at the restaurant. Yeah, on spring they brought Why? Us, they brought us food cold three oh, times and then had hair in it. As oh, well. yeah. oh, did he order oysters? Oh, hair, dude. He's hair. like these oysters okay, are okay, cold. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're you're eating at you're eating at a uh, you know high end. Yeah, well, no, just like Five Guys. Oh, okay. And you're halfway through your burger and you discover a piece of 
nasty hair. Ugh. Long, black hair. Just, you know, and you pull it out and you're just like, you can yeah. see it. It's there. It's like, a, yeah, it's just a beautiful little thread. So do you keep eating or do you discard the Ooh. burger and ask for your money this back? This just happened to me, actually. I bought a sandwich at the gas station. Probably jokes on me. But halfway Ooh. through the sandwich, there was a hair like this, blonde hair. Blonde. Did you sandwich. finish the sandwich? I did. <laughs> I was going to say, he's dude, into I'm blondes. Too, I'm too, he's into blondes. That's... Oh, is an option to go up and get a replacement? Yeah, yeah. yeah you go up. I'd go get it replaced. Okay. I think most of the time I would, but sometimes the service isn't worth getting it <laughs> You're going to get another you know? hair. It's like you're going to get another hair and it's going to take 30 minutes for you yeah. to get Or they're going to spit in it because they're mad that you talked about the hair. Yeah, there's yeah, like, exactly. you, you get it and there's like five more hairs in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another it's nasty business. Yeah. It is. Uh, another and they're thing. even more curly. Oh. Did this happen to you, Gabe? Is this a this did happen to me? This did happen to me. Yeah, I just kept eating. If I had Gabriel as a customer, I would absolutely sabotage his food. (laughs) So, so my mom is like the the my mom is absolutely the most embarrassing human being that exists. She's always she always has been always like like when we were from the time I could remember, my mom would like like she'd. She walk around with like fat tracks in her in her purse, right? Yeah. right? And she like gives out tracks. And like, we'll be at the mall, you know, and like I'll be like twelve years old. I'm like trying to form an image and like be cool and be accepted or whatever. And my mom will be like, "Let's go witness to those kids," you know. And she'll like, it's like no, pulls out her like three thousand tracks. Totally. She'll like my which mom, one? My, my mom. She's the type of person that will she'll share. She overshares in public to people that are just absolute strangers, like TMI. Yeah, and then. She'll start crying. She'll she'll cry on the drop of a dime. Like I remember, Gabe Gabe and I were at um, the Christian Music Store in Hamilton, Ontario, at the West Mountain Mall or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And mom's like, okay. "That's a Christian bookstore." Yeah, Christian bookstore. Yeah, she's like, "You can pick out anything you want to listen to, like a, a CD." So Gabe picks like I don't. This know. is when she found out that we were listening to mu- secular music. Okay, <laughs> all so you want to go to is discovers, HMV. Yeah, we're at, we're at the age of you know eight or nine or whatever. And no, we're 12, 12, 12, 13 years old. Okay, well what? No, yeah, no. This is like this is like early nineties because I picked out the Newsboys' uh, "Take Me to Your Leader." It just came mm-hmm. out. Was that ninety five? That that so, album so, came out. So I would have been twelve. <clears throat> I would have been 13. Oh, okay. 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 So long story short, Gabe, so 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 we, we go out. She's like, okay, you can pick any any Christian music you want. So Gabe picks out Newsboys. I pick out Great uh, album, by the way. 96. Breakfast. Song Breakfast is on that album. Dude, that mm-hmm. al- that whole album is just I think that's their best. It is. Okay. So yeah. long story short, I pick out uh what, what did I pick out? You picked out MXPX. MXPX. Nice. <laughs> right? So my mom goes to the cash register and she starts to ball her eyes out. And and starts telling the lady behind. I don't the thing. know why he chose this album. Then she starts. She turns around. She starts prophesying over me. No. <laughs> and she's going. There's a call of God on your life, and you're better than this. You will not be rebellious. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. Kill me now. <laughs> I think he just. I think he just stared blankly at her. And then yeah. walked out of the store no, no, it's like, and waited. It's like anytime we were at the mall, I was always like a hundred feet away from her. It was like it was it was like a it was like a, a, a court order. 
a court order distance. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, like, it was like Gabe and Chuck E. G's. While that's happening to you, my oldest brother is bringing in like Slipknot and Limp Biscuit and Swollen Members and <laughs> trying to get all of us to listen to it yeah, in our room. You want to take it? Who is it? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Hold that thought. Hello? 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 I'm good. Where are you calling from today? Actually, I got your medical profile here that shows that sometimes you feel pain in your back and knees, right? I'm calling you from Medicare Health Center. We are the government employee. Uh, no, I actually... I have... Pain in my in my buttocks. It's not my back and knees. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. I have hemorrhoids like a bunch of grapes. <laughs> dude, dude, see, see, you can either look at spam calls as an annoyance or an opportunity. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. The Beautiful. hunter became the hunted. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So long this- story short, my mom was, she's always, always, my whole life has been like that. Right. Uh-huh. So. That's kind of made me a little bit like curtly. It'll do two things to you. It'll either make you like curtly aware, you know, so like, oh, I don't want to be embarrassing for other people. And you know what I mean? So like, you you know, you retract or or the absolute. Exactly. Or you copy that behavior. Gabriel copies the behavior. Roger that. Yeah, exactly. So when he's like interacting with wait staff. Or anybody in public, it's always he's channeling like, that totally and channeling Jan, and he's going, "Oh, they're having a good time." It's the spirit of no, Jan, not having stop, a good time. Stop, they're having stop, a great stop. time. They love it. The they, spirit they, of Jan. It's oh yeah, incredible. Exactly. So all that to say, and I turn around and prophesy at Nathan, <laughs> "You will not be rebellious. <laughs> yeah. You will love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul <laughs> if, and mind and strength." If I was a gas employee, <laughs> and Gabe comes in and he start, or I'm at McDonald's and Gabe's like, "This, excuse me, uh, excuse." Excuse me, this she Jasmine just told me a story. She's in New York and she's eating with Gabe. This is last week. Oh boy! And he they go to Fra- uh, Little Frankie's, which is my favorite restaurant. It's on the corner of First and and no, we didn't go to Little Frankie's. Where'd you go? No, we went to Rin Tin Tin, on the corner of uh, Elizabeth and Spring. Okay, yeah. So they're at Rin Tin Tin, and Gabriel orders something, and then it comes out. It's not the thing that he thought it was. And he's like. Um, he, he comes up and he says to Jeff, don't touch it. It's not what I, it's not what I wanted. So then he, he he's like, um, do you guys have like this, like beets or, or cucumbers or whatever the heck? And he's like, um, it's not on the menu. It's on the dinner menu. He's like, well, I didn't want that. I wanted this. And he's like, yeah, but you ordered that. Like, so then he <laughs> just assumes, Gabe just assumes, well, can, can you take that back and, and get me that? And he's like, she's like, oh, I can check. Well, she didn't speak English. And Tiff's and 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 and, and uh, Jasmine was like when he like reached out to her, he, he goes, "Excuse me," like super loud, and like the lady, like so everybody in the restaurant was like, Ooh. and they both there was like two people in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and Jasmine says that they look over, and they're like, "Oh, this should be." Oh, that yeah yeah yeah. They both they both looked over. Yeah. Long yeah. story short, that's game. So if you ever want the absolute, we need to film him just, just in interact, public. just in life, in public. I, yeah. in I need a GoPro. It is yeah. bad. <laughs> I need like three GoPros on me. Anyways, get that three sixty <laughs> degree angle. This week in culture, Gabriel gets hair and food. Not shocked. There it is. Yeah. Well, uh, talking about complaints. Yeah. Some complaints. Uh, next false. segment. 
yeah, we have uh, we have complaints. So, Gabe, in case you're unaware, uh, we have an email set up. Okay. Where people can send in their complaints because we were getting a lot of complaints. Love that. Funny enough, I don't I don't really see many complaints from uh, our internal staff that had the most complaints. <laughs> so, um, and also we have a segment where we ask them a question, they can submit their answers. So, we have complaints, and we also have uh, sponsorship submissions. Okay. So, I'm gonna read the first one. Yeah. What's the, the first, email address? Uh, it's wah 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 at theosu.ca. How do you spell wah? W H A W H A W H A at theosu.ca. Is it W A H? Yep. Yeah, W A H makes more sense. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Don't ask me. It's how all I know gone. That. It's <laughs> all <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Chris, we're French here. We're Quebecois. <laughs> 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 No. Ribbit, 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 ribbit. <laughs> frog, frog, frog. Yeah. Are these more inside jokes? No, oh, okay. that's just a racial slur. Oh, okay. No, it's not. Are Quebecois are <laughs> ethnic? <clears throat> ethnic. I was ethnic gonna slur. say. Thank you. Ethnic slur. Sorry, it's a slur. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, of course, the first complaint is from Chris Palmer, and it's about me. Okay. <laughs> What's he say? Uh, it's just funny because you wrote this like you didn't know that I was reading it. So he says, Sorry. yes, I would like to complain about Everett Wood. Everett works at Theosu, but I saw him reading uh, an Ibrahim Kendi book, <laughs> namely his book, uh, Be Anti-Racist at Meredith's Bakery in downtown Franklin. I watched Everett for 45 minutes as he was feverishly highlighting section after section, mumbling things to himself like, Nate needs to hear this. <laughs> I then uh, followed Everett out of the restaurant from a distance because I believe he was up to no good. And I was right. Everett fumbled his way down to landmark books and attempted to pawn off David Campbell's <laughs> revelation revealed, saying, I'm done with Western European readings of scripture. This is the problem, and I desire to be part of the solution. <laughs> Everett uh, negotiated his way up to $8 for Dr. Campbell's book, and he left. Oh. When I saw him later at the clubhouse, he was opening a new package of Camel Crush cigarettes and began making passive-aggressive statements about the way we do theology around here. thought you should know. Thanks, Chris. Oh, thank you, Chris. Fair thank complaint. You. Fair yeah. complaint. Thanks for ratting on it's me, a real Chris. complaint. Uh, okay. some, some complaints will be false. Um, yeah. There's <laughs> another complaint about me. Yeah. Uh, from Jasmine. Uh, to whom it may concern, I wish to formally complain about one of your staff members. Why does Everett Wood insist on wearing such fashion-forward clothing? Doesn't he realize he is causing women to stumble? Not to mention leading his fellow men of Christ astray with his influence. Mm. Who does this guy think he is? Mm. The young you, men of today really need to think about who is watching them in the way they would, uh, in the way they conduct themselves and how they dress. I personally am too close to Christ to be affected, but I happen to know a few sisters who had to turn off the podcast because of these temptations. I'll be I'm praying for close. your team, especially young Everett. A concerned sister in Christ. You guys should be reading the complaints from the the actual meme page. That's true. You know, you should be like are there, are com those complaints are the best. Are there complaints on the meme page? <clears throat> All oh, the time. That's true. We need to. All the time. Okay, There's okay, like so okay. many Karens okay. on there. Some it's these, amazing. Some of these sponsors. What about the one with the for the review? <laughs> review of the the the, 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 the guide, guide review that was amazing. Oh, yeah, there were so many good ones. Um, for, oh, we're gonna talk about that. And sure. and our sponsors, people had lots of input on our sponsors. They were the most contraceptives, which is 
random. But somebody said we should be sponsored by the NWACP. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> okay. Plant Parenthood, uh, Clear Blue Digital Pregnancy Tests. Nice. Uh, Christians United for Israel, uh, Joel Osteen Ministries, Bud Light, Carl's Bait and Tackle. I like that. Carl's Bait and Tackle. Um, yeah, there are a bunch. A bunch of Chick-fil-A's. Real, real original guys. Good. Uh, Tampax. And then, um, oh, Mamitas. That's nice. good. We should, we should What's Mamitas? It's, uh, it's like a tequila seltzer that yeah. sponsors uh, Sunday Conversations. Gotcha. Yep. Um, and then uh, somebody's complaining apparently we're fat phobic and only have skinny people merch. <laughs> <laughs> We can forward that. Is to that the, true? We can forward that to the merch supplier. Oh, actually, yeah, because the the extra large. I think I wear an extra large, the OCU shirt. Yeah, and yeah, I like my belly kind of like protrudes. Now I'm fat. You know, I have I have a belly. I have a beer belly or something. Oh, somebody sent in but an actual like, serious complaint. Really? <laughs> Read it. Yes. Uh, well. It's kind of against our policy because it, it's more than just the subject line. Just read it. Okay. Uh, take out any sensitive information. No, leave it all in. Uh, suicide jokes aren't funny. That's the subject line. No. Uh, it's hard when I want to listen to something that makes me laugh, but those jokes can feel pretty triggering. I hate that word. She said in, in parentheses, just use caution. All the love. Is that a reference to the John Chris episode? Straight to jail. That was the joke that John Christ said in the last episode when he said, he made I don't joke. make this joke, but if I was to make this joke, he told us a joke. Right. About, about suicide? Yeah. But he's like, <laughs> I don't make that joke. I don't think it's, was it I don't think it's healthy to ever make fun of dead people or laugh at them. What are you talking about? I'm just saying, like, suicide jokes aren't funny because when you're, when you're making fun of dead people, it's just inappropriate. What? You can't make I'm fun so of confused. any dead You just people? made fun of Gordon Fee. Gabe's turning a new and I'm And I'm taking it back. <laughs> Everything I said, I'm just taking it back right now. Yeah, here's the deal. Here's the deal. There, a joke about suicide is, 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 is that'd be punching down. It, it could be. At, it could, at the expense of someone else. Right. But if, if it's not a joke about suicide, but it's but suicide is part of the the it's the medium for the joke. That's different, and most a lot of times people don't understand that. Do you know what I mean? So, for example, okay, there's three guys and they commit suicide on on you know on each day, and then they go to heaven, and the Lord asks them, you know, what first guy, why did you commit suicide? And you know, right? The joke isn't about them committing suicide. Right. It's about you know that's the you know, the premise exactly. It's the setup if mm -hmm. that makes sense, and that's I think what a lot of times but people don't they don't seem to they're not capable of making. Let's let's zoom out. Let's let's zoom out one one more one more layer. Yeah. Let's get to the heart of this. One more heart liar. of it is that it's a joke, meaning right. it's not. I thought real. you were going to say it's all about Jesus, mm. but keep going. It's not real. It's a joke. It's right. not real. So how can you be offended at so it? So how can you how can you be offended at it? It's not real. It's not like I I I I don't well, understand. Ricky Gervais was brilliant about this during like the woke stuff and he was like he's like yeah, you're he's like you're not <clears throat> allowed to be offended about someone, you know, speaking words. Like the it's you're being offended over words, you know, and Right. 
Ricky Gervais tells this joke. He says, what did the deaf, dumb, and blind kid get for Christmas? Cancer. Right. Right. <laughs> and and it, it isn't a joke about deaf people. It's not a joke about dumb people. It's not a joke, deaf, uh, a joke about blind people. And it's not a joke about cancer. Right. It's a joke about a how situation. it's a joke about how life can just keep getting worse. Right. Do you know what right. I mean? Right. And 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 some some people's right. luck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And my wife's favorite joke, by the way. That's part of his stand-up bit from you know, right. Right. Uh, from Netflix Humanity, which I think is one of the most brilliant pieces. Right. And it, yeah, it's like you have to understand what this there's a difference between subject and medium. Medium is it it's it's the the things that you're, you know, the 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 the, uh, the concepts that you're using, if that makes sense. Um, well, yeah, and tr- so being triggered, this whole idea of being for, triggered. For example, is like, for example, for example, well, let me give you an example. Yeah. Let's say I write a. Uh, let's let's say I pretend to be a fundamentalist Christian soccer mom. Okay. Okay. And as and I'm pretending to be her, and I write a review of Nikki Cruz's Run Baby Run, which is my favorite book growing up and my wife wrote, wrote read the book too it's a great great book right if you don't know who nikki cruz is nikki cruz is a famous uh puerto rican guy who got saved he was a gang member in new york city right and he, he was um, a member of the jets i believe a, no he was no it was the jets it was something else the mamas actually it was the gang that he was a part of mm, i remember that so so imagine like so so in the book, he talks about like his he was in a gang, and he right. talks about like stabbings and shootings and drugs and prostitution and all this stuff. And then he gets saved by David Wilkerson, who is arguably the greatest, um, the greatest missionary right. in America right. ever. Right. You know what I mean? Like in the seventies. Yeah. And then he writes a book about like how he got saved. And now the guys of like Nikki Cruz is one of the greatest missionaries. In, in America to like gangs and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he writes this, this amazing book, right? And then a a fundamentalist, and so you're writing a joke of reviewing it and you're going, you know, I read Run Baby Run and and there's st- there's there's all kinds of violence in there. Right. And there's gang activity. Yeah. This it's too graphic. It's just too graphic. It's putting ideas in people's heads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That joke would be hilarious. Uh, because you're not making fun of Nicky Cruz or his book. No, you're, you're making fun of that fundamentalist. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And and but, uh, problematically though, there's a lot of people who they confuse the subject matter with right. or, or the medium. Don't with the well, subject. Well, exactly. So. It's the whole thing. Don't confuse form with substance. Yeah. Don't confuse the form of how you're getting the substance across. But this is. But then again, though, this is. It's 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 like. This is higher intellectual, higher democratic, you know, top of the Maslow period pyramid type stuff. You'd have to know all and, the references. Totally. You'd right. have to know the backstory right. totally. and even right. the subject yeah. matter yeah. itself. And 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 are there going to be a lot of people who are going to misunderstand stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. that's the risk you take if you ever say anything that's funny or sarcastic or really smart in public. Yeah, in public. Right. Is that people are going to, you know, um, jokes about suicide aren't 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 nice. I agree. Jokes about suicide. Yeah, I wouldn't are joke never about right. suicide. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you could tell a joke with suicide in it, and it would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If it's not about suicide, it's just about it's about something else, right? Like, yeah. right? I I, I think um, that's a fair response. But yeah. suicide is yeah. not the medium. So John wasn't making fun of people who commit suicide. No, right, right. Yeah, I remember. I I 
uh, I went to a Chris D'Elia stand-up show. And he had this bit because he was getting a lot of flack at the time for the same thing. He was complaining about all the colleges he goes to making like, you know, making jokes that involve like those kinds of hot topics. Right. And he was just getting really annoyed because everybody would be like, you know, I know somebody, though. This is offensive to me. So finally, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick a joke that none of you guys can get offended at because none of you guys have experienced this but it's reality just to prove a point so he had this whole bit and he did this whole joke um because i guess dolphins have actually been known to have relations with humans and like they try to have sex with humans okay and this is a natural thing so he did a whole bit on that and that was his ending bit because he was like there you guys cannot get mad at this joke because i guarantee that none of you have ever gotten into a tank with a dolphin and it tried to have sex with you. Right. So it's reality, but it's not your reality. You know what I mean? Totally. And he still got banned from all universities. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we've just become, I think we've all become can't just win. way too can't win. No, exactly. No, because if it, if it hits, if it hits my thing, then it's not fun. Exactly. And it's and like, okay, but this isn't your thing. Exactly. Dolphins, that's not exactly. your thing. Yeah, you so, can't yeah. get mad at exactly. that. Exactly. So, so, so Ricky Gervais was talking about how he made a joke about peanut allergies. And a lady on Twitter is just like, my daughter has peanut allergies. Oh. Jokes about peanut allergies aren't fun. He's like, lady, I make fun of the Holocaust. I make <laughs> right. fun of, you know what I mean? Like, off this limits is yeah, yeah, he's like, and it, it, that's the issue with people is it's like, you know. Well, it's not the issue with people. This it's is the, the issue with culture. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the issue totally. of, it's it's the issue with people will always our, laugh. our childishness as a society. Well, that's it. But people will always laugh at something else. <clears throat> a joke is always a joke is never and always at somebody's expense. It has, right. Someone has to right. suffer. Right. Because, yeah. because A, it's a joke. Yeah. But B, it's gonna it's, it's gonna hit somebody. It has to, or it's not funny. Yeah, totally. So every time that we create a meme, it's hitting somebody. Right. Yep. Right? It's yeah. hitting somebody. Yeah. So you you can't start to go, well, this hits me, so it's not funny. Do you know what I mean? It's, hey, like, it's a slippery slope that, if you do. Totally. Yeah. That's why it has to it, it has to be open season on and that's everybody. Why, I think that's why we should make way more memes about Nathan. All right. No. Let's make one today. No. Let's no. make one today. That's the funny. mission today. It's not today, funny. today we have to all make a meme no about Nathan. No holds barred. No holds barred. Classic literature is filled with all this type of critique. I mean, if you go through it, you begin to see like these authors are really leveling critiques at their society and the culture that they lived in, <laughs> right? It's kind of like par for course when you're doing something in the arts. Totally. Yeah, the, that the, you're going to bring critique. The and trial. That's what comedians do. The trial, 100%. We just, Chris Underground man. Chris, Chris and I just read uh, The Trial by Kafka. Mm -hmm. And it is, a, it is a, a sarcastic... It Literally, the guy writes a book as a joke. It's the longest joke that's ever been written. And it's it's like it's like... Peak level literature, yeah. master, right? What master, oh. master and Margarita was that the whole way through? I mean, he's uh, Bulgakov is leveling this huge critique against Russian Soviet, uh, uh, the, the Soviet time during Russia, nineteen thirties, and the whole. I mean, it's it constantly comes at you with the most bizarre, crazy, I mean, idiot right. lunacy type stuff, and you see right. like what he's doing is he's sticking his tongue out, and 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 you know. Dude. C.S. Just, Lewis and the screw tape letters. Yeah, it's awesome. Didn't um yeah. didn't James didn't James Lindsay do that? He wrote like he wrote like a satirical article about feminism 
and he submitted it to awards and he got awards for it yeah. and they didn't even realize. Oh, wow. Right. And, then, and then he came out and he made fun of it and they were so pissed. He bested them. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is an incredible article submitted by she, her, um, comrade. And um, <laughs> <laughs> what made you guys want to read that book, by the way? We're just going through different novels and that period, modern period, and oh, cool. pre-modern period. And that you guys was, have a little book club going on? Have wait, you wait, read wait. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? When I was like five. Hmm. No, have, I, you, have you read The Hardy Boys? They're yeah. actually at the antique store. Oh, yeah. You can buy a whole old set of The blue old, ones? Yeah, the blue ones are there. They're selling them. I actually thought about buying them, but I wouldn't read them. I had the, I had the Hardy Boys. I had the sets where they have the three books in one. So it was like that thick. Nice. Yeah. Did you know that? Those did you know dope. that C.S. Lewis brought his books, his his uh, the Narnia to Tolkien, and Tolkien told him to burn them. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, yeah, dang. Yeah, and he didn't. Isn't that crazy? Well, wow. this is a perfect segue. C.S. Lewis, ready? Yeah. Peter Kraft. Here we go. Mm. Want to talk about Peter Kraft for a minute here? We just released a course, Intro to Philosophy. Yep. Uh, Gabe, what is? How did you find out about Peter Kraft? Is this supposed to be funny? Yes. It doesn't. You, whatever you want. It has well, to, I was Googling good-looking bald guys, ah. and <laughs> and uh, he was he was image number three that popped yeah. up. Wow. Who was number one? Dwayne. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It was mm. Hulk Hogan in there anywhere? No. No, not no, Hulk he's only, Hogan. He's only partially bald. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, and so, and Bruce Willis was in there. Yeah, um, that's a that's a good looking bald dude. Number three. Yeah, my mom. Just, my mom just texted me, "Who's the beautiful girl on They Asked You today? Is she married?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Gia, it's Gia. Mm. Mm. Looking at you. we're not allowed to talk about looking at you, Gabe. Uh, romantic relationships. That's right? true. We're that's not. True. I true. I just, I, no, actually, no. She's not your girlfriend. I'm allowed to talk about. I'm, you don't have a girlfriend. She's not your girlfriend. It's not a romantic relationship. Yeah. There you go. But so, Jan's trying to line it up. Jan's trying to be on the podcast. <laughs> That's true. She did ask to be on. We should yeah. get her on at some point. Yeah, we will. Is she going to drive the Cube when she comes? With the new she loves the stickers? Cube. The she new loves, bumper stickers on the back? It. Yeah, she's a big fan. Oh, no, oh, but what? Only gay cops pull me over? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't put that one on. We can't put that on. We cannot Why not? Put because there's David Campbell's going to be driving that car at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him getting pulled over? Dude, <laughs> the cop comes over and he's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> cop from Dumb and Dumber. David wouldn't know what was going on. <laughs> and the best part, there's another sticker that says hockey mom. You better yeah. shut your mouth if you know what's good for you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> No, Gabe, I did actually want to know how, you, like, what got you on to Craved, though? Because we want to just highlight this a little bit. Yeah, well, Craved, um, he's known as one of the, you know, well, one of the foremost apologists, uh, Christian apologists, and uh, that's still alive. And so he's written a lot of books on Christian apologetics. And so I think I discovered him through, like, uh, you know, you just you hear quotes yeah. in in Christian apologetic circles, and um, so I just yeah, I started deep diving into his stuff. And the other thing that got me onto him was um, he writes on virtue, and uh, and and there's a lot of guys who you know were getting into that um, virtue ethics, you know, uh, and I was just like. 
this Ar- is probably the best guy to go to for Ar- that. Ar- Arist- he's a, he's Aristotelian a- come Aquinas. Well, he's yeah, he's uh, he's a Thomist. So, and he teaches on the Summa, um, which he said was his favorite. That was like his favorite lesson that he taught. Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. So the you, the more you discover about Kraft, the more you like. Okay, wow, this guy's amazing. And um, well, so he's a frack of we, nature. We I was, wanted him to. Well, we just wanted him to to you know lay a foundation yeah. in philosophy for us because. You know, philosophy is the handmaiden of theology, and Ooh. if you really, if you Dang. really, you know, screw that that's a, up, that's a quote. That's a soundbite. If you if you screw up philosophy, if you if you get your metaphysics wrong, uh, you're going to read that into the text. I totally agree, and that's really going to you're epistemological problems. What's that called? The 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 threshold of philosophy and theology. What do you mean the threshold? I mean, is like that the a, integration? Yeah, of it? Is, is that epistemology? I mean, that the epistemology, knowing how you or know her, what, but, people, hermeneutics? but but philosophy and theology are seen as separate. I I, I don't want to get on to this. No, I'm, I'm, I know that they are, but I'm saying the threat that threshold where they begin to cross over. I, you know right? what? Is I, that what we call hermeneutics? Is is that you know like, bringing them together is hermeneutical? But they, in my thesis, I was told that if you're going to engage with philosophy, make sure you're clear that this is philosophy and not theology, because theodicy is a philosophical concept. That I'm trying to bring it into, I'm trying to engage with it from a theological perspective. That's been one of the problems. Got you. Yep. So, but but for example, though, even before you read the Bible, you have to have a philosophy. A metaphysic. It. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Yeah. And that's the. Can we not not use big words because I don't understand them? Well, I don't have my Google open. My brain doesn't work. Siri. <laughs> oh Siri. I wake up, you nappy little we girl. Could be using big words today. <laughs> um, wake up, sleepyhead. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy needs a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the whole Uncle cro- Chris is talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe's here. Exactly. I forgot I was uh, uh, talking to a Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gabe, I wanted to share some of the fascinating journey of filming Peter Kreeft. Um, At one point, okay, so whenever someone films a course, we're emailing you guys saying, hey, can we have your teacher's notes? Can we get course or lesson descriptions, or do we pull them out of the the notes, right? Yeah. Like whenever we're preparing a course release. And so he did his twelve lessons in July with Tony, filmed with him, and he, he it was a funny experience for Tony as well because like Peter doesn't want to be produced. Do at people all. know who Tony is? Tony's shot to a couple courses. Yeah, Tony Martinez. He's, 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 a, he's our film guy. Yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah, one of our film guys. So, anyways. That awesome was, guy. That was experience. That was a funny experience for Tony because he's like, dude, I, I asked him to like, I he, Tony made the mistake in the first lesson of pausing him because <laughs> there's like a light turning on or off or something. Yeah, and like Peter was like not having it. Yeah, he was totally. Like, that, would, that would be great footage though. I mean, we would never. Do I know. It, but that would be. And so, but then you know, Tony picked content. up right away. Like, okay, I'm. This not, is a lecture. Yeah. Like, from don't. like. <laughs> So it was a good lesson. So then, anyways, I email him after he's filmed it all and we're getting ready to release. I'm like, hey, can you send over lesson descriptions? As many sentences as you want, as many paragraphs, blah, blah, blah. And he responded, Brian, I can, but I don't want to because it harms students more than helping them. Inevitably, the student will test himself and be self-satisfied if only he can answer each of the atomized questions or summarize each of the artificially separated points. We are turning ourselves into computers and all analogical thinking into digital thinking. However, an introduction about why this 
thinker is important and useful, the questions he answers, as distinct from the takeaway items, would be okay. Can you remind me which 12 books I did? I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Dude, yeah, that's he's so cool. genius. Yeah. Wow. And I so lo- he, and then I'm like, thanks. Here's your books. <laughs> and he said, hey, I've got them, but I'm not emailing them. What's your address? And he mailed them to me. <laughs> <laughs> the actual books? No, his lesson descriptions. That's amazing. So we have wow. we have we have Peter Crave's lesson descriptions in writing. Yeah. We need to frame those. For sure. <laughs> no, the irony is he typed them out. He's very <laughs> he's a very particular person. And I, I love it, man. The college that he teaches at is super woke. Really? And liberal? Right. Oh yeah. Wow. And it's it's a Jesuit school. And the Jesuits are like the worst. And so, but he's tenured, so they can't get rid they of him. Can't get rid of him. And so he's just, and they love him. So he's well, I'm sure they love him, but he's tenured, and regard like I'm sure the other faculty really want to like. I doubt they love drinks. I doubt they. Yeah, I doubt they love him. Yeah, people go to that college because of him, though. I've been seeing comments. Some do. Yeah, I would go, but it's like it's like this. It's Jacob it's, Wolf it's, went but, to it there. Yeah, but it would be did. like I feel like it would be the amount of it'd be like going to U of Jacob Wolf only right. went there for him to hear Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Like there, all right. of U of T five, hates Jordan five Peterson. people, but like wouldn't Boston College like him because of that, or do U of T like Jordan Peterson because of that? U of T hated some, Jordan Peterson. Hate, hated him. Yeah, but they they protest all presses and, and the press. colleagues as well. These His guys, colleagues hated totally. him as well. These guys, bro. These guys who yeah, because he he's the rock star prof, and they resent him. Maybe that's why Peter Crave likes us, because we love him. <laughs> A good professor will will really make your college experience amazing. Like I, when I think back to my classes and I think about the professors, it's like one or two that really did it for me. And there's some of the most particular people ever. And there, and some of them, their professors can be known to be like socially just always busy because in their mind, they're always working through something in their writing or in their work. And then everything else around them is peripheral and they forget, you know, to where their car keys are at. They spend time looking right. for stuff. It's it's interesting. So I can, I can see so why, cool. I can see why he would do that. Just send them in. That was Lanny for for me. At PBC, yeah, yeah, yeah Lenny, we had the same thing. We had like a couple of profs that were just like, you know, did it. The guy with switched that, you yeah, on, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, just wanted to plug that a little bit, Peter Crave. Oh Craft. well, thank you for plugging that. It's gonna be good. It is. So we have Gabriel Finocchio here with us. If you yep. haven't already noticed, Gabe, you're living in New York City at the moment. I am in and the belly of the beast. You're in the belly of the beast. The belly of the beast. I wonder where that fun. phrase comes from. I think it's like a maybe. I think it might come from uh, ancient Greece or whatever, where they used to put people in a bronze beast and boil them or and burn them alive. Mm. That was Anthipus, Book of Revelation. Oh, is that right? Mm. Tradition says. I mean, I don't know if we can ever prove it. Yeah. What's the name? Antipas in uh, the Church in Pergamum, which, by the way, plug for our, our Theos Seminary. They, they do their exegetical paper in Greek 3 on working through uh, the Church in Pergamum, and they get to the historical setting about how Antipas was killed. The tradition has it that he was put in the brazen bull, which was a hollowed-out bull that they would put fire under, mm. and they put the person there, and his skin would literally melt off. Yeah. Supposedly in the belly how, of the beast. That's how, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that's me. That's me in New York City. I'm melting! <laughs> Help me. So you're living in Soho or Chinatown, wherever you want to call it. Yeah. It it's how's that going for you? It's you little that? Italy. You're enjoying that. Little Italy. Italy. Are you enjoying the little Italy? I'm enjoying Mulberry Street. Mulberry. Mulberry. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, it's a great neighborhood, you know, lots of food, lots of, are you going to move to Nashville? Yeah, probably. <laughs> the peoples are asking. Once I can, uh, get, get enough money to get gas for my car and drive out of the town, escape from New York with Gabe. <laughs> um, do you got any complaints about Nashville? Do we what? Chris any- is, Chris is always looking for beef. Always looking for beef. Always looking for that's our new segment. Complain. Beef with what? Looking with Nashville? Looking no, for beef with Chris yeah. Palmer. Yeah. yeah. Where's the beef? beef? Where's the beef? Give him a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, he's he's so Italian. He's so Italian. Complain about it. He's like, yeah, I don't like it here. Beyond the yeah. What about Beyond you know, the Biak? The, the, the weather's just, the weather, it's just too cold. It's, just, it's too rainy. The weather's too cold. Give him a visit. You know, I went outside the other day and my tire pressure was low. I've had to deal with that since I was in the winter. I got to deal with all this garbage. It's it's, it's horrible. <laughs> Chris loved living in the desert, didn't he? You don't have to deal with the tire pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but he complained about that. He's like, you can't go outside for six months of the year. It's just too hot. <laughs> the sun never goes down. Chris, go in the pool. Well, you know, I don't like to get wet, though. <laughs> Man, the AC, it just dries out your nose here <laughs> these are all real complaints <laughs> real complaints yeah. the elements i swear the elements are against me <laughs> the best the best, par- the best part though is is that on memes on memes he's like no complaints i saw Man, him, no I, complaints I, know. I saw him today he posted a meme today and somebody was like asking a question he's like is this a complaint <laughs> He's projecting. But yeah, it takes one to know one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that this is like therapy. From one complainer to another. Is this a complaint? Is this a good, is this a good therapy session? No, what's funny is my I have a group text of pastor friends who are all like over I love them, but they're overly, overly Pentecostal. So they I tell them they have selective hearing because they're like, oh, all you ever do is post charismatic Pentecostal stuff. I'm like, we post just as much. Calvinist Reformed, stuff. yeah. So one of my buddies, he always sends me memes. He wants me to do his dirty work. He wants us to do his dirty work, right? Post is about the Calvinist. Post is about the Calvinist. And we do post some of them sometimes. Yeah. So he he chimes in. He's like, dude, I don't I don't like all your charismatic criticisms that you've been given lately. Man, <laughs> First my, of all, those my, were from me. Yeah, right? <laughs> and the, But my group text was like this long back to him. I was like, stop sending me your dirty work, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're trying to use those you influence to get your message out there. Why don't you start a meme page of your own? (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm like, I just lost a couple friendships there. (laughs) Oh, for sure. When Pentecostals are mad at you, it's just uh, they'll send a hitman after you for sure. Well, they are fire breathers. No, no, they they just think you're demonized. They, they, yeah, you have a uh, demon. I love that. Yeah, yeah, you disagree with them? Oh, you got a it's demon. Just, no, you got to be delivered a immediately. It's a spirit. It's a yeah. spirit. Everything's spirit, a spirit. Spirit rebellion. Yeah, spirit of the high school. Spirit of criticism. It's just the spirit of the high school. When we were growing up, it was always the spirit of the high school. Spirit of that spirit of university. You go there, you start studying theology. You get that. You lose. You lose the fire, brother. You lose yeah. the fire. Yeah, I call. Them, I, I like to say it's the spirit of the '60s when I'm critiquing a Pentecostal boomer. I just love, I love to, to, oh, so true. This week we went after charismatics and I love going after charismatics. And I, I feel like, I'll be honest with you. It is, there's a lot of charismatic churches that are growing right now. And I mean, when I say charismatic, I mean like overtly charismatic. Very, You know, I grew up in um, Hamilton, Ontario, 45 minutes from Toronto, Ontario. Is Toronto. this supposed to be funny? Yep. Okay. In 1993, <laughs> there was a 
uh, the, the what was it called? The the, the Charis- Toronto blessing. The Toronto blessing. The charismatic. Mm. The charismatic revival. The renewal. The renewal. Exactly. And our church jumped in both feet, um, head first, actually. And uh, long story short, there's no water, so they broke I their was, neck. I was raised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and started barking and both their kneecaps. <laughs> I was raised in this stuff. I was raised with the barking oh, yeah. and the falling over, the howling, and, you know, exactly, and like. <laughs> Worship services that were four hours long. We're just going to soak in the river. We're just going to soak in the river, man. The river of God, man. It makes it, you know, the, 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 let the rain. Oh, God. The river fireball. of God. It's not the so, like, yeah. so I like was raised in, I mean, I gave courtesy falls all the time. You know, like I was in, you know. Um, and I think I'm starting to realize that maybe I'm less charismatic than I think I, I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And it's like. I'm starting to go, okay, so I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe in speaking in tongues. I do speak in tongues. I believe in prophecy. I prophesy. Um, you know, all those all those, those things, if yeah. that makes sense. I don't believe that tongues is initial evidence of the Holy Spirit. But uh, So I'm not Pentecostal. And organizationally, I'm not Pentecostal. But I'm starting to realize that maybe I am more Pentecostal than I'm charismatic. Because, because... I thought you were going to say reform. No, just listen to this. Because Pentecostals are pretty organized. And... They aren't. Nate, put it there. Yeah. Here's the deal. Show me. Should we pull some snake videos or? Yeah. So no. So just listen. Yeah. Listen. So so so. Susan, you're not listening. Susan, honey, honey. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, charismatics are like the, all that crazy stuff that they do, where it's like anything goes and just feely, stuff, feely. Just, yeah. Just express, express it. Anything that if it's spontaneous, it must be the Holy Spirit. And like the Holy Spirit, okay. you know, right? If it's ecstatic, yeah. it must be the Holy Spirit. Um, now, early Pentecostalism looked like that, if that makes sense. But I'm talking about like if we're, so I was going to say a Pentecost, modern Pentecostals, modern modern Pentecostals right now. Now they Pentecostals do have some traditions that I'm just like I find cringe as well. But I'm not word of faith at all. I'm not weird of faith. In, in, I'm not weird of faith. Weird of faith. <laughs> I'm not spontaneous. Weird. I'm not weird of faith. I'm not spontaneous. It's really good. I'm not spontaneous. I'm not into like the the. You know, like God really moved. How do you know? <sighs> Worship was three hours. Uh, yeah. Oh, or that's right. how you know. Twice. That's how you know. Or we did that. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 You know, right. God really moved. How do we know? It was so loud in there. Oh, oh, it was loud in there. Right. You know, God really moved. Really? How? The worship leader did a somersault off the drums. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> worship leader did a prophetic song for yeah. forty-five minutes. It was yeah. Insane. <laughs> God really moved. How do we know? People were bawling, dude. Everybody came up to the front. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took our socks off and we whipped them. You around. know they're in when they're coming up to the front. Totally. And I guess I guess what I'm I'm working out in real time is mm-hmm. I'm 39 years old right mm-hmm. now and I'm trying to work out like the like I'm trying to work out God really moved and the Eucharist. And somewhere in between, it's like God showed up. But how do I how do I measure the presence of God, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what I'm working through. There was right now. there was one time I had a an eye sur- my, my LASIK surgery and I was having problems with my left eye, which I still have problems with, but not to complain. Nothing plain. Uh, can you believe this? These doctors these days. <laughs> you know, they they uh, they always uh, you know they target my eyes. It's like they're trying to poke my eyes out. You know, and it's like I can't catch a break. This 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 uh this charismatic called me who who had been trained, trained. And they said, I-, I heard you're having eye problems. I want to pray for your eye. And remember, I've grown up in this. I've seen just about everything. 
And they, I said, sure, yeah, absolutely. I love the prayer. And I appreciate the sincerity. And they said to me, first, can I manifest first? I was they, like, they said, can I manifest? Can I manifest? And I'm what does like, that mean? Well, that's what I asked them. I go, well, what do you mean? Will you allow the demon to manifest? <laughs> 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 I just want to, uh, just a quick question. Uh... <laughs> no, he's like this. Um, yes, I'd like to pray for your eyes. Uh, but first, can I manifest? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yes or no response. <laughs> you must consent. <laughs> Can you sign these forms? Thank you. <laughs> Satan is very into like consent. You know, like he's sorry, like, it's a lawyer thing. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> sorry, it's a PC thing. <laughs> PC principle. Okay, go ahead. And then I was like, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess right. And so they started laughing hysterically. <laughs> Like in nonstop. No, they're on the phone, but they're laughing hysterically, and they're going on and on. And this lasted. I, I don't want to exaggerate. Wait, this was over the phone. Over the phone. And I'm sitting in my in my dinner you know, living room eating dinner. Why so couldn't I, they hang up for two minutes <laughs> and just call you back? So I put them on the speakerphone and turn the volume down. And just was eating, and then afterwards they were like, "Check your eye. How's it look?" And I go, "About, <laughs> this, about the same." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And, uh, and, and, and now I'm wearing contacts. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. When was this, Chris? 2018. Did you say check your privilege? <laughs> I just was like, thank you. I, I appreciate. I'll let, uh, I'll uh, I'll email you if, if anything changes. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That was> hilarious, <laughs> dude. It's like I believe in healing, so like I always pray for healings, and I, you know what I mean. Like I'm like mm-hmm. I'm full in. I believe that the Holy Spirit can 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 change, can bring change now. Da 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 da. But it's like, I, I charismatics have these commitments. Yep. To it's, styles. Yeah, and, and, and totally methods. And, exactly, and they. I heard somebody say. Uh, it was it was a meme that we posted, <laughs> and it's just it so embodies the charismatic spirit. You know, new glory, new new miracles. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, if God's doing something new, it's going to be weird. Like, they're, 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 like they're, literally, that's their philosophy. Their, their theology they're is... They're looking for weird. Yeah, no, because yeah. because God, because you're not going to... See, you don't, your, your thoughts aren't as high as God's thoughts. Mm. Also, when David danced uh, in First Chronicles, he was undignified. Exactly. Yeah. Also, and you can't like, put God in a box. Yeah, also, you can't... Exactly. But the the yeah. interesting yeah. thing so is they great, never... It's, it's this yeah. cocktail, the charismatic yeah. cocktail... Right. Is these 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 ice this this these yeah these isogetical fallacies well, and they are getting because it's, drunk I think on those I feel cocktails. like the whole thing is rooted in, in experience, of course. And so when right. you're rooting your thoughts in experience rather than in ideas, yeah, right. I you're, felt you're, it, my guy. The epistemology is off. <laughs> totally. Like your te- your epistemological test. Your your you know your so, ability so for, to so distinguish so, so for example, between right and wrong we, is off. We we got sent a couple videos from a from a church, <clears throat> and I have a great relationship with this church, and I have a, I have great actually respect and admiration for a number of the people um, there. Um, really deep, you know, friendships. These are not people that aren't weird. Uh, these are people, you know, whatever. But I think that some of the things that we've bought into just keep creating problems if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and and that's what i'm trying to f- sort out right now because it's like like so, so we posted a couple of videos of this thing that had happened at a, a school um and, and like these will always you know like the prophetic is basically when people are learning prophecy or they're learning gifts they're gonna make mistakes mm-hmm. and you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yep. Yeah. So, so so when people are growing in 
yeah. in anything. If somebody's a, a early preachers are going to say things that are just like, dude, you you just that was heresy. You know what I mean? Like you're not a heretic. You're just a brother in error. And you're a child, and you're going to grow up. So you don't. There has to be a place where people can grow in their mm-hmm. gifts, and it's a safe place. Yeah. But it's a problem when safe space when mm. pastors, you know, are like, and they're saying the most outlandish things, and these, and they think that they're really tapping into the Holy Spirit, but the things that are coming out of their mouth are so stupid, <laughs> right? And so you have to be. There, there has to be a point, or just theologically incoherent, right? right. But the point, is, my 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 thing is, there has to be a point where it's like you begin to ask yourself, why does this keep happening? Number one, why do we keep creating? So I'm all for safe places where people are learning, but also, why does this? Why does these? Why do weird things keep happening? Number one, number two, why do leaders? keep doing weird things like so what in our formation is problematic does that make sense Mm -hmm. where it's like we keep on creating leaders people who hold mics Mm -hmm. that do stupid stuff and it's like by the time you're a leader you should sort of know do you know what i mean like so i guess you know uh, that's where i'm at right now I'm, I'm, i'm sifting through am i charismatic you know, do I do I like do I put because we've we've kind of like what do we do as charismatics is we replaced the Eucharist, and I keep on coming back to Eucharist, and I don't I'm not like Eucharistic I'm not some like dude who's just like we need to get rid of the band and the lights and we just need yeah, to have yeah. communion because that's the real presence of Christ. It's like, but there's some place where where it's like, you know, consubstantiation. You know, like if Jesus is really here when he's gathered two or three, and if we take the body and the blood and stuff, you know, the and we receive it, we, we, there is it is mystical. And we're mystical, but we've replaced that. Mm-hmm. Things that are like it's biblical and it's measurable and it's not it's not left to my experiential. Like I, experiential exactly. Like I just I had goosebumps because we worshiped for three hours, so I know that Jesus was there. It's like, yeah, but I knew that Jesus was there when I took the blood in the cup. Right. And I did that by faith. And he was just as much there as Wait, he was you're drinking here. blood plus a cup? Absolutely. Okay. And so <laughs> And and we and we've we've this made that, we've made that's what happens when you watch Dahmer too many times. We've made this. <laughs> it's ex, I think it's a form of existentialism, yeah. and we've made this existential, you know, uh, yeah. uh, experiential thing. Um, it's also we, we we've replaced Eucharist, yeah, which is biblical, and it's by faith with this, which is like it's like it's it's, it's something that's being conjured. Mm-hmm. It just feels so conjured. I think and, and and to add to that, me and Gabe we were talking about this last night. Pentecostals and anime? Anime, yeah. Oh, okay. The um the anime. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z is anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Cosplay. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which <laughs> who are you gonna be for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, we're not there yet. We're okay, not there yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 go back to your thought. Yeah. Pente- charismatic Pentecostals will critique Calvinist and say like all you ever do is care about study 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 and degrees 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 and they accuse that Calvinist for keeping score that way not realizing that the very way that charismatics keep score is how many miracles I had how many signs I had how many wonders that I had right it's all the same thing though right you know what I'm saying yeah and um at least in my my sphere I don't think people I have the 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 social circles that I've been in maybe see that as clearly as that yeah. That's, they're, they're calling the kettle black. Totally. So, so, so this happened to me uh, the last in the last three weeks. I heard two sermons by two, I would call charismatic Pentecostals. I don't. It's, 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 yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a blurred line. Yeah. 
but definitely charismatic. And the sermon, the sermon started like this. I'm not going to bore you with formalities. <laughs> I didn't write a sermon, by the way. T- totally. It's like, so literally, I'm not kidding you. They both started like this. I'm okay. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Gonna, We're not gonna bore you with formalities. Yeah. We're not singing "Happy Birthday" at your birthday, okay? Totally. No. No. <laughs> no, uh, no cake. Either. No. No cake this year. No presents. We're not gonna bore you with formalities. Totally. The guy is. Um, <laughs> the guy's doing the introduction to his sermon. Both. No these, birthday both ads. These guys did this. We're not both going to Chuck E. Cheese. Both of these guys did this, right? So, it's the introduction of their sermon, and they're like, "I'm not gonna do an introduction for my sermon because yeah. I'm." They both say this. I'm on assignment. Is that what they say to their wives? I'm not going to bore you with formalities. We're just having sex tonight. <laughs> exactly. Uh. <laughs> I'm on assignment. I'm on assignment. <laughs> Trump. Hey, uh, honey, I was going to take you out to dinner and uh, you know, candle it and everything, but I'm not going to bore you with formalities. Exactly. Let's go. Let me manifest. So, so these guys. Can I manifest? <laughs> they both start their sermon. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I, there's something that's really important for me to say right now, and I can't bore. I can't bore bore you with formalities. formalities. Exactly. I'm on assignment. Trump. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, on assignment. I'm on assi- exactly. Exactly. So, and then they, you know, you know, I just got this from God. Oh. Oh, can't, whoa, argue. Whoa. can't whoa, argue. Can't argue. Can't <laughs> argue. The yeah, God exactly. card. Exactly. Exactly. What was it we were watching yeah. yesterday, Kate? So it's like. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, it's, just, it's it's just so so it's like the most manipulative. That's right. yeah. That's all manipulative yeah. language. Intellectually dishonest. <laughs> yeah. Language ever. These other guys who spoke before these other sessions. God didn't speak to them. God didn't speak to them. They're exactly. not on assignment. I, I just heard it, and they're boring you with formalities. Exactly. It's spontaneous. <laughs> See the sponta- the spontaneity. Well, that's, been, that's the card. Spon- that's- the Holy Spirit only moves in spontaneity. So, if, for example, if I if I worked. And labored in the word, you know, which is what Paul tells Timothy to do. Study that, that you may show yourself approved. Exactly. That's well, the, 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 whole, just, the, the same measure is in worship. They say, if we did that chorus twice, we were able to flow. That's why we don't do multi-tracks. But it's not even... But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But say yeah. that again. Yeah. T- say that. The so, word, the Holy for all Spirit, the worship leaders, listen. The Holy Spirit <laughs> didn't move yeah. because we're on multi-tracks. And when you're on multi-tracks... It's too planned. Mm. You have to be spontaneous. What about click? So second, well, no, no, click, no click. Not no too, click. Constricting. Too, too constricting. Too constricting. Too constricting. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can't play on those. Yeah. He those can't work within the, within the but, natural pattern rhythm yeah, of but then, music. But then the, the, the funny thing is, is that these churches are the same churches that will have like three different people singing the same song. And they're like, okay, you lead the verse and then you lead the chorus. <laughs> and, you lead the and then no I'll planning, lead the verse no of the planning. next song. No planning. No planning. This is spontaneous. It's like, wow, the momentum is just planning. But I'm not planning here, okay? That's my point, is that those charismatic churches that are saying that we're spontaneous, they're not that spontaneous. They're liturgical just like every other church. Of course they are. You just chose which one. They have a liturgy of chaos. Dude, here's another one. I saw on Instagram... The other day, a worship leader in Portland, I believe he leads at John Mark Comer's old church, Bridgetown, and he's like, and he, so he's he's start, he's a he's a he's a black worship leader, and he goes, you know, so usually when we sing this song, we sing it this way, and he's playing he's playing like a Hillsong song or something like that, right? And he plays the chords just straight. He's like, but in the African American community, we'd play it like this, and he adds you know diminished chords, augmented chords, whatever, and it sounds it sounds gospel and an organ. It sounds gospel sounding, right? So then he goes, "You are so, a false teacher." Exactly. <laughs> now you're good. <laughs> no, what was yeah. that meme that we did? What was the meme? Just let me finish the story. So he, he I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah. 
gonna let you finish, but Beyonce had the greatest album of all time. Exactly. <laughs> Kanye over here. So this so this guy, he he goes, so so what we're gonna do this Sunday is we're gonna play these songs, but we're gonna we're gonna play them. See, he goes, see, in the African American community, the reason why we add these chords is there's more tension in them. Mm. And it's actually more theological because because life is full of tension. Mm. And so we're gonna oh. there's a it's a rich, uh, it's a, a rich bad, it's richer. I have a it's, bad It's richer, exactly. So you're gonna there's gonna be more these are going to be a more theologically rich or worshipful rich experience. Wow. Trump. And and we're going to learn from all. And it's like, dude, you just want to play, you know, Your style. gospel music. It's fine. Yeah. But like, yeah, if you're doing like songs, just straight white rock and roll. See, there's no theological there's tension film. in there. There's no, there's no tension. tension. Exactly. Mm. It's like, dude, Thanks. just don't be that intellectually dishonest. Just Play gospel music because you want to, or play yeah. gospel music because you feel like we need to. We want more black people in our church, dude. Have you whatever? Ever, <clears throat> do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever met? I in New York, I met these guys. In, I was. In, I'm on assignment. <laughs> I'm on assignment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right now. No, you don't understand. People, it's gonna get crazy in here. People are gonna start to cry. People are gonna start to dance. People are gonna shout because I'm on assignment right now from God. Yeah. And okay. I just don't That's have any. God. I don't have any time to introduce anything right now. I'm gonna read a scripture verse. No formalities. And, exactly. And exactly, there's gonna be no formalities. I'm literally one of the sermons that I heard. The guy starts to make fun of. I'm, I kid you not. A uh, church that, that lasts for an hour or an hour twenty minutes or whatever. What's his name? Just so that we can look him up no. for our, for our listeners. <laughs> not now happening. So long story short, he's like, we've been having we've been having three hour worship services. We're getting lost in the presence. Just I'm like, somebody cool. so just find the conference that so Nathan cool. was last at. That's great. Okay, watch the That's videos. Great. So how is how's children's church going at your church? Right, their kids are going nuts, oh, yeah. ripping it's their teachers. Three-hour children's church. It's like Dude, I, I, I'm never coming back. I, I, you I, don't live on mountains. You live in valleys. In normal life is like yeah. exactly, and it's like charismatics. They they insist. It's, we gotta. We need to move. We need to move. You know what? We have had a move. His name is Jesus There's, Christ. I, you have scripture. Right. Have you ever seen? Have you ever heard the story of the Brownsville revival? You know, you know the Brownsville revival with uh, who's the guy there? Steve Hill. Steve, Steve Hill. Hill. He's like, "There's got to be more, Lord." He's like, "That's." The, he's like telling a telling people the story of how the Brownsville revival started. Right. And he was just like, "I was crying out to God, and I just said, there's got to be more, Lord.'" Anyway, it's kind of funny. I, I, I think. I think that for me, I'm starting. Not, I'm not. I'm not dissing on Brownsville. I thought so it was. I think it was a genuine. I'm move starting of the Holy to. Yeah. I'm starting to identify. With some of these, um, not identify, but understand some of the criticisms that these cessationists, for example, well, will be like, well, you have the Bible. You don't need more. Right. Like, there's right. so much there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, but I, I, but then, but I'm a charismatic and I believe that there's, there's fresh fillings of the spirit. You know what I mean? Like, be filled with the spirit, you know, like daily. Like, right. You, you, yesterday's man is not good enough. You need, you know, Dude. there's, there's always more of the spirit. But it's like there's a there's a tension in there, right? And so I guess that's what I'm, I'm like I'm tr I'm trying to figure out Nathan. What do I? What do you? Yeah. Who are you? I, it 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 <laughs> just yeah. gets it gets it can get weird. I remember and like I'm not I'm not gossiping because I would like I've said this I've said this to your dad in staff meetings many times, yeah. but. I always felt like there were some contradictions. So like in staff meetings, we used to call your dad mystery man, um, because like the amount of times he would he would say something to the effect of. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no, I know why that's happening, but I'm not gonna tell you. It's like, oh, totally. Okay, okay. that's our whole family experience. Dad, where are we going to eat today? It's a secret. It's a secret. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but I just, I, 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 I remember it just, it always seemed a bit contradictory 
to me because like I would, as the worship director, I would get in a little bit of trouble if there wasn't time for spontaneous worship in service. <laughs> so I would have to, we would practice spontaneous worship and rehearsal right. and we would go, okay, this is the part of service where we're going to open it up and we're going to be spontaneous. It's like, really? Is that, is that still fun, spontaneous worship? Right. Or it's right. like, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to play a song. I'm like, okay, all right. What song are you going to play so that, you know, the band can get ready? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So I decided, I decided, dude, if, if, if I'm, if I'm ever like on staff at another church and like leading worship every Sunday, every Sunday, that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to song three. Do you see why I, 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 I'm convinced that the charismatic movement, the charismatic movement is more influenced by the hippie countercultural movement than it cares to admit. Well, I think, well, here's what I think. so true. It's Spirit jam bands. They love here jam bands. in the 60s. Hey, you know what my dad they, loves? Jam bands. We yeah. should, we what? should, there, there, should definitely, yeah. there should definitely be a, a, a charismatic church if called you were the a, Surprise Mystery If you were an electric yeah. guitar player and you played worship in the, in the 90s, you loved your life. If you're an electric guitar player and you play worship in the 2000s, you hate your life. Right. It's the drummers now that that get to you know yeah. go nuts. <laughs> Shine. But right. in the 90s, every worship song had a five minute guitar Shred. solo, and those guys yeah. are literally wanking the entire song. Yeah. It's like the, they're, through the verse, they're just like. <laughs> they're like never play a chord. Totally. They are freaking. It's 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 Eric Clapton. Yeah. And they're like just they're clapping everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so boomer. True. It's boomer. But it's whole, no, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy yeah. Spirit. Do you find it funny that charismatics are like the, so mo the most susceptible people to conspiracy theories? Absolutely. Well, is that I, true? I think. It's, oh, a thousand yeah. percent. It's, yeah. it's hundred percent true. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty susceptible, and I it's because it's all the mysterious. <laughs> I, I think it, this could be a totally unfair criticism, but it's just maybe the way I've processed what I've observed is that people have to think, and they have to. There's something in us that wants to think deeper about things, right? Maybe most of us have that desire. And if you don't go to theology and really get something healthy, then where do you go? Conspiracy theory. Right. Right. Okay. I've, I, I think. Do you, would you lump Pentecostals in with that? I think, well, I can't speak for everybody, but I how, think. How does that play out? Can you give us an example? Yeah, give us an example. Of how the conspiracy theories play yeah, out? Yeah, well, give us an example Accept, of, of yeah, conspiracy theory. Susceptibility. QAnon, right? I've seen, in my experience, charismatics really think QAnon is, you know, yeah. lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah. Dispensationalism. I, I haven't met scholars. I have not met a scholar, whether I agreed with their scholarship or not their scholarship, mm -hmm. that would cite anything from QAnon, right? Mm -hmm. But then I found people that think that scholarship is rubbish, to use a English word, Yeah, think that QAnon is like cat's pajamas. Yeah. And Dude, I have to. And I try to figure out like why is that, bro? Dispensationalism is not a. It's not from scripture. Dispensationalism is legitimately. It, it's a conspiracy theory, right? It's like 150 years old or whatever, right? Totally. It's a 150 year old conspiracy theory right. from an era where everybody had these conspiracy theories about the eschaton and about aliens. Right. People yeah. people began to become obsessed with the idea of aliens. Right. And the return of Christ, and dispensationalism was born. Right alongside of Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, yeah, and, dispens and, and dispensationalism, and there, there's all this stuff that has to play out governmentally, yeah, right. And then you got and, and it's up to you to figure out this is how it's going to happen, right? So you eventually gravitate towards those things, totally, or not. I shouldn't say everybody, but it's easy. The, the temptation is there. This is what's happening with Israel. This is happening with America. 
And it's always Isabel in America that's yeah. center stage. You're always looking for the bear in the north. Always. And and what happens <laughs> is that, that begins to it's aff- Russia. that affects that if a, if a preacher is susceptible to that, it begins to affect the way that they prophesy, begins to affect the way that they Thus saith the Lord the bear of the north. There you go. Russia will come. I mean, there's a reason, and that, it will be it will be ugly. There's a reason that Peter says Trump that. will be reelected in 2024, saith your God. Yeah, because God, my God, I mean, for yay, my arm is not short that I cannot bring Trump back to office. <laughs> I will blow the trumpet in Zion, and you shall blow the trumpets on the seventh day, and the walls of of the Democratic Party will fall and, down, and the daughters of Israel will rejoice again, and I will remove. Weeping and there will be. <laughs> Yea, verily saith God. Should we get? Yeah. Should that be our star sixty-seven today? Do it. There will be uh, the uh, oil of gladness. <laughs> Yea, verily, and I am. I am coming to do a new thing. In the Lord you. says that there is a bomb in Gilead. But when Paul, when Peter is writing about, you the, are the head and not the tail. Sorry, when, when Peter is writing about the second coming, he tells he tells his audience that you need to be sober minded for the sake of your prayers. I mean, that's really important, in my opinion. Sober mindedness is connected to the way that we pray and the way that our spiritual formation carries out. And if we're not yeah. sober minded, we lose our minds on conspiracy theory. It's going to affect the way that we. The way that we well, do it. Yeah, it also strikes me as very Gnostic. Yeah. And I think Pentecostal experiences do tend towards that in this thing of like, you don't know the Lord. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, God, like God. you know why that just happened? Because I built an altar. <laughs> yeah. I built an altar and <laughs> I have a special relationship and I, I'm in the know. It's like that's that Gnosticism that comes through where it's like nobody knows except for this guy. Yeah. This guy's on assignment. Right. This right. guy has a, ma- a mandate that is special and nobody else has yeah. it. Nobody else knows it. And he's about to reveal okay. this secret right. to you. When I, no, it's no, no, Gnosticism. No, no, no. You, don't, you don't know God like it's I know Yeah. It's like you can't just read the Bible and figure, you know, yeah. like you can't understand what's the, what this is all about, but I have to reveal it to you. In 2012, when I had started to go into relearn things and rethink things and went, went into scholarship, the one of the exact reasons I personally did that was because of all of that cult language that I yeah. saw in the charismatic church, the mysteries, unveiling the mysteries, unveiling, unveiling, the, unveiling the mysteries. The yeah. unveiling, and I'm just like, why is it all so mysterious? And why is it that only a few people have this? Yes. And they use And that, why does that feed into dispensationalism? And they, and they use that to centralize themselves in yeah. the movement, in a movement that a lot of them say is nameless and faceless. Yes. But I have the mystery. Yeah. I have the answer. The mystery. Yeah, exactly. This is my issue. This is my issue with um, my issue. I'm, I'm starting to realize. So I'm paying so much more attention now to preaching in the charismatic movement. Um, with the advent of of certain um, Norman char- Knights charismatic figures who are homiletic disasters, and um, and what I'm starting to realize is it. I th- I believe it's a form of lawlessness. Number one, um, because okay, so um, let me define some terms. Um. Lawlessness. No. So, so, um, without law. When you read scripture and you allegorize scripture. So, for example, um, allegory is when, you know, you're reading, um, the, the parable, uh, parable of the, uh, of the, you know, the son, the son comes home, right? The prodigal son. And he's with the pigs. And the pigs represent the demonic. 
Right. You know, like reading yeah, everything, illustration every, into yeah. everything is representations yeah. of the five smooth stones. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's yeah. all representation. And so uh, the ring represents his power, you know, and the, the fat calf represents the riches of the father that mm-hmm. are going to, you know, da, 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 da. it's like certainly in that story, there are going to be things that are obvious, you know, but it's like when you just, we, we over allegorize. You let your Al- imagination go yeah. wild. And allegorization, mm-hmm. essentially what's happened in, in the charismatic church and in, in the charismatic, even Pentecostal church, I lump them all in, is that every scripture, preachers believe that whatever pop, whatever thought pops into their head that is provoked from reading a scripture, yeah, you're allowed to preach that. That's the Holy and, Spirit. So it's the Holy yeah. Spirit, exactly. So, the, you know, like, so I want to preach. So if my big idea is that God wants to restore wealth, health, speak you know your life is going to be amazing every scripture verse is now just an allegory for me landing that philosophical plane right he right. took his ring and, off no, no, the best and that is, ring was worth 30 million dollars the, the yeah. and that's that. god giving you the 30 million dollars come on how many people want a ring <laughs> exactly <laughs> the, the lord's most, ringing you the come lord's on ringing he's ringing you, right you. sing he's for ringing a ring you. let's go put your hand up right now i see the right now put your hand up the lord's ringing you god is releasing the rings release the rings What's i the release i release the rings the most <laughs> the most outlandish example of that is when it, Jesus says it's impossible for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And the Word of Faith movement was like, yeah, because it, it, there was a door in the east where the camel would go through, and after he got through that door called the eye of a needle, then the, he would come out, and then they would pack all the stuff back on it, and you'd get more. And I'm like, that can't be what it means. <laughs> <laughs> this is contextually, this is clearly about yeah, trusting so, riches. Yeah. I have a question about this then, and like we were, it kind of alludes to something you were saying earlier, but... What do you do with churches that are really small, that are trying to build pipelines of people that are preaching or get a microphone that like, like me, for example, I've preached and I had like, I still probably have no business preaching, but I have, and I would have over out, what is it? Allegorized. Allegorized. Yeah. And like, how do you, and then what you were saying is like with that same, that church that was doing really weird stuff and we're creating that culture. How do you train the young people other than training them obviously in the word? Is there room and is there grace? Is there grace period for those people to kind of, of pipeline in? Yeah, of course, of course. There's, of course, of course, I've got to. Yeah, course. you, 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 you take. I'm talking about major figures. So they're they're well, past we were, like so small. I'm, I'm talking about co- like rock star preachers. We okay. every okay. time they open their mouth, they're out. Yeah, they are. They are. They you are, should know better if you're at this high are, of like a level, exactly. and they are unaccountable. To the way that they preach the scripture, because everything is always their take, and it's unaccountable to any kind of method, right? right? And it's like, dude, and that's why it strikes you, you as Gnosticism. You've, you've made exactly it's Gnostic, right? So it's, yeah. it's, you've put yourself like it's lawlessness. I believe it. It's lawlessness, and it leads so, to so many well, because it's, yeah, because if the allegorical has to be based upon the literal. The literal is the first reading of scripture, and every reading. Oh, we're comes, Catholic. Okay. Well, that's no. It's not but, just Catholic. This is Eastern Orthodox. This is this is traditional. This is even Reformation. Like I think the Reformation guys would 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 have agreed here that the literal meaning of the text is, is the, the most foundation. Right. Yes, it's the foundation I mean, stone of all the readings of the text. So regardless of of how you're going to read the moral of the text, you have to root it in the literal. If if you're and if you're reading it allegorically, you have to root it in the literal. Right. If you're reading it mystically, you have to read it in the literal. So. Right. These these readings have to be rooted in the literal. The literal is the first and primary reading of the text. And the church fathers would have agreed. And they were very allegorical, by the way. 
but they were reading first in the literal. Right. I think I I I can have patience for allegorical readings, but tell me, communicate it. Don't say this is what this scripture means, right? And then yeah. go into allegory. Yeah, your eyes just deceive go, you. Go, it's actually just not. Go, hey guys, this isn't this isn't doctrine <laughs> that I'm preaching right now. I'm just I'm going to give some like life illustrate. application. Yeah, I'm going to illustrate yeah. and this don't, verse. And, dude, and, this is and the, don't make claims about the text that are, are right. that are not like. So for example, I'm at a, a conference and a guy is telling t- talking about David and Goliath. And he says, you know, uh, Goliath fell forward when he got hit with a rock in his head. Yeah. And he's like, hey, do you want to pick like, this up? This is your wife. He's like, when you <coughs> tell her she's on you're speakerphone. on speakerphone. Jasmine, you're on speakerphone. Yes. Yes, Jasmine, you're on speakerphone. This is Gabriel. What's going on, babe? Um, um, what are you doing tonight? What time does Fran get in? Fran gets in at 945 tonight. Francis George. Okay. Frankus. Do you want to hang out before that? Yeah, I do want to hang out. Do you want to hang out? Yeah. You ja- are on, you're on speakerphone. Jasmine? Okay. Jasmine? Do? Jasmine? Should we eat dinner at home or go out? I have steak and mushrooms. I love steak and mushrooms. Let's eat, let's eat dinner at home. Okay. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Jasmine? Okay, love Jasmine? You. No gig. Jasmine, no you're on speakerphone. Get your own wife. Jasmine, oh. <laughs> cool. she hung up on you. Get your own wife. Oh.